tenth episode, Glenn. Tenth, tenth. Actually, is... ten now. It's like, do you remember the Beautiful South song, Perfect Ten? Yeah. It's like that. But I was going to try and sing it then, by the way. And also, then we'd have to sort of pay PRS for singing the song. We just don't yeah. have the money for that. It's right. a free podcast, so we can't True. do that. This is episode ten of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Yes. Goodbye. That's the end. Yeah, that's They're it. Very it's short very, ones. Though. Yeah, it's a good episode. I yeah, enjoyed I that. I thought so. The interviews are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in today's uh, podcast, we have interviews with Richard Herring and Matt Green, both of whom appeared at tonight's Mostly Comedy, which is, what is it, March? We're the twi- uh, 20th of March, 2014, is what we're on at this very second. This second, as you hear it. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, technically, it's the 21st, because it's 20 past two in the morning. So. Oh, God. That's when we do these things. Uh, first up, we have our interview with Richard Herring. Uh, before we start, I was just going to mention, I don't know if you noticed the fact, I'm actually, I'm sat on the chair now that Richard Herring was sat on when we were interviewing him. You're a bit starstruck by that. I, 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 I'm taking his own heat. I'm basically, my, my arse has been in the same place as Richard Herring, and I'm proud of that. I'm very jealous. Uh, well, you can sit here as, as well in a bit if you want. I can't do that. Um, but what I quite like about the fact, we basically, we were sat on two stools, mm-hmm. and Richard Herring was sat on what basically looks like a throne. It does. And we never acknowledged the fact that he sat on this big sort of plush red seat. And it, it, we know our place, don't we? We, we do, we, yeah. We, we put we, ourselves on kind of tiny stools, quite low down, <laughs> and then put him on a big throne. It's That's like a status game that yes. we're playing. Um, tonight, uh, he was previewing stuff, some stuff, well, actually mostly stuff from his new Edinburgh Fringe show, isn't it? Which mm-hmm. he's doing, obviously, this August. Uh, and we might as well listen to him talking now, Let's rather than explaining it. it. So here we have Richard Herring. We're sat here with Richard Herring. Hello. Uh, so Hello. Hello there. Um, first thing I wanted to ask you, really, is I understand you recently filmed Pointless? Yeah, I can't talk about it. Oh, really? Okay. I did wonder whether you could. Yeah. yeah. It was... Um... Can you talk about having recently filmed it? Or... Oh, yes. I, I've recently <laughs> filmed Pointless. Um, I think it'll be on quite soon. Okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. No, that's fine. I managed to do that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of it. Yeah, so me too. It was, so it was... Uh, and everyone else... All, it was like Pointless Celebrities. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, in the very loosest yeah. terms. Uh, everyone else on it had never even seen the programme. Really? So and they, I was t- I was telling them the rules and they're going, oh, someone's a bit of a swat. And going, well, that doesn't mean anything because the wrong thing comes yeah, up or yeah. whatever. It's a very clever game, and and yeah. I, I was very very nervous and I don't really get nervous about anything. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was put in a quite difficult position in the first round where I had oh, really? to make a make a well, it's 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 a um, it's uh, it's very clever because you've got to it's not it's not just about I mean I'm very good at general knowledge but that doesn't really help you because no. being good at general knowledge is about knowing the most popular things yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can always go that might be Van Gogh yeah. or that could be Picasso you know yeah. it's a question about painters yeah. but when you have to go what are the obscure painters yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is but it's actually you know it's very typical of me but it was um, you know it was such a uh, open goal the first round right. that, um, it's uh, well wait and see what happens yeah. Do you know when it's going to be on? I don't know. So they just said sometime in the spring. Oh, but cool. It's going to. Yeah, I'm just so. I'm. I'm, uh, I don't, you know, I'm cross about it. <laughs> so that's that's okay. your. I, 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 I take these things. I, I really thought I wouldn't take it seriously when I did a celebrity mastermind. I came second, and I got the oh, wow. sec, I got the second highest ever oh, okay. celebrity score Excellent. at the same time yeah. as coming second in this. Right, thing. really. Right. Uh, and uh, I was so disappointed that I didn't win. I mean, like just. Not like um, chuck, chucking my toys out the pram, just really, yeah. and I couldn't sleep. It was a bit the same at this point. Yeah. Did you go into it feeling competitive, feeling like, right, I need to win uh, this? Or was with, it just afterwards? With after both of them, respect, with Celebrity Masterman, I just thought I don't want to be like get zero and I don't want to let yeah. myself down. And yeah. I got 18. I got one question wrong on my, my special subject. Yeah. And I got uh, three questions wrong of the general knowledge. Uh, and I knew all the three that I got wrong. 
but I just couldn't, you know, I either fucked up or I couldn't, I didn't, couldn't understand one of the questions. Mm. Uh, so I was just, I went in thinking if I go, if I do, you know, if I just embarrass myself, that'd be awful. But then actually getting so close to, yeah. well, also getting the best score ever. And yeah. Yeah. I think someone's beaten it since then anyway, but it's, um, it was, you know, it's just, it's like the trauma of it. I just kind of, it's not like even, oh no, I lost. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I did, I quitted myself well in that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just waking up going, oh, why did I say yeah. it's Newcastle on time uh, yeah. rather than Sunderland, which I knew that answer. You know, if I'd done that, if I got one more question right, I'd have, I'd have won. So it's that kind of thing. And so, yeah, so I just, I, I thought I wouldn't be like that with Pointless, but then I've just been playing, uh, you know, it took me about, uh, seriously about a month to stop wow. playing yeah. over in my head. Yeah. And I still occasionally do go, why didn't I say this? Yeah. What was your specialist subject? In I did Rasputin, which is um, okay. what I'm, well. I've written a few things about him, but um, I wrote a. Uh, is there a sitcom thing that you? I wrote, wrote a sitcom, yeah, yeah called Rara Rasputin, which I wrote first of all. I wrote an Edinburgh show years ago called Rara Rasputin. Right. Then I did a sitcom version of that two years ago, which nothing happened with. And this year I'm writing a slightly more serious play called I Killed Rasputin. Okay. Um, which so so it's kind of a, a subject I'm interested in, but I didn't yeah. know any of the facts from, so I had to sit down. I, I really worked hard for two weeks. Yeah. I can't speak Russian, and I had to learn all of the names phonetically. It's really wow. it was massively complicated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite a, it's quite a broad subject. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, then what they do is they give you two books and say, you know, say oh, which okay. two books do you want to use actually, and then oh, they'll right. give the questions will be from those two books. Oh, okay. But yeah. one of my books was that you know was yeah, really thick, right. uh, and so yeah, again I should have got I should have got hundred percent really, but I, you yeah. know, I, again I was very pleased with well, what, yeah, what yeah. I did, but it was uh, yeah I'm I'm sort of competitive, but then you know it doesn't it I'm, I'm competitive in games, but in mm. a in a sporting sense it's not right, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Actually, ruined my life, but both of those have nearly ruined. You know, made me quite grumpy for a bit. Okay. So. You should probably move on then. Yes. I'll just be crying during the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I say? And um, obviously, uh, you've started recently your meaning of life um, mm. thing. Um, how's that going? It seems to be going quite well. Well, the first one's out. Uh, yeah. We've recorded four so far. Um, it's basically a TV show on the internet, so it's like a film stand-up and sketch mm-hmm. show. Uh, which I'm paying, you know, has a budget but quite a limited budget. So we're trying to make it look as much like a TV show as possible. The first one we learnt a lot on, and uh, I watched it last night. I did. Yeah, enjoyed it. I mean, it's yeah, it's we, you know, I was just I thought I could learn, write it and learn it in time, and I couldn't, and right. so mm-hmm. and we didn't have an autocue. Now we've got an autocue. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was reading bits off pieces of paper yeah, on the yeah. floor and just having mm-hmm. to stop and start and reading out books and stuff, which just and I was just, and I just wasn't on top enough of, on the material to do it as well as I would have liked. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's like a learning experience. So the so the, the second and third ones we've got better and better, and we just did one the fourth one on last Sunday. Um, the last two I've been able because they've been about love and death. The last two, which were my last two shows, basically. Okay. But um, but I have tried not to use too much stuff. But yeah. I found actually in the love show having put in a few familiar routines really helped me because it just right, gave me yeah, the confidence because yeah. I knew what I was doing to then to yeah. then go and do the newer bits as well. But yeah, I think it's interesting about, um, we're, we're sort of trying to get people to pay, mm. which is, as you will understand, mm. having your own podcast, a difficult thing to do. Mm. Um, so we're giving out most, you know, give out yeah. a, a decent version of it free, right. but then if you pay money, you'll get double versions basically of everything. You'll get okay. the, there's an interview in each one and, and, you know, we're cutting out good routines that then go into the... Right. Into the uh, into the paid one, and we're asking people just if they will subs- you know just subscribe, just for mm-hmm. to, for to give us money to make future projects. So just saying, will you pay a pound a month or whatever? To, mm-hmm. And then yeah. if you do that, we'll make a video, video as it occurs to me. If a hundred thousand of you do it, we'll mm-hmm. make a sitcom, whatever you know. So right. it's yeah. again, it's kind of going quite slowly, but it is actually bringing in a bit. Yeah. So I think the meaning of life will pay for itself. Yeah, um, it hasn't done yet, but I think it will. 
Um, and uh, and hopefully people will get to understand that if you want, you know, I can't do these things. I can't do more stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's costing yeah. me like 20, 25 grand to make the series, really? which is yeah. cheap, like very yeah. cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, I'm not paying myself, so no, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the expense of gone. Yeah. But um, you know, I can't afford. It. I can do that once, but I can't do that yeah all the time. So you do so much stuff free anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm you know I'm hoping people will get that, and I yeah. think they mainly do. Yeah. That eventually it works because even if they don't because you know if, if if people are listening or watching stuff for free and then you're in their town they might go oh I'll go and see yeah, him right. so yeah. my live audience has built you know yeah. so I make most of my money from touring yeah and it's not again it's a kind of you know it's not uh, compared to TV comedians it's a modest sum I mean yeah, but, yeah. but I, you know I make a live quite a nice living out of touring and yeah. all the other bits and pieces I do on top despite giving away a lot of my stuff for free. So it sort of does work, I think, yeah, even yeah. if they don't directly pay. Mm. But if people would, were prepared to directly pay, mm. even you know, if everyone who listened to the Let's Square Theatre podcast even gave me a pound a year, I yeah, could make yeah. Some, yeah. some amazing stuff for that money. Yeah. And that's for, you know, this year, for example, I think there's, what, we're doing 30 podcasts, I think, this year wow. in the Let's Square Theatre, because we do two, yeah. two ago, and we're doing another yeah. run of 11 in the autumn. So it might even be more than that. Uh, you know, when you think about that, how much you're getting yeah. for that, you're getting yeah, at least yeah. 30 hours of entertainment. If yeah. you're prepared to pay a pound a month or two pounds a month for that, yeah. then we can bring stuff in. And, you know, and ideally, because we're charging for the videos, mm. it'd be nice just to not have to charge for the videos at all, you know, yeah. just put yeah. it out. And yeah. um, if everyone just, the people who can afford, because I'd like the people who can't afford to pay to see, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. you know, and the people who just won't pay, you know, they're horrible cunts. But, they, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I'd like, still like them to see it, you know. So it's, yeah. I, yeah. I'd rather the stuff was out there. I think with Meaning of Life, I could have just said, it's just for the people who are going to pay 15 quid. We would have probably covered... Mm. our money but then only the people who like me already would see yeah. it it's yeah. not the best starting point is it it's nice to no. see it yeah, yeah. but it's like it's, I mean this new um, I say new it's not that new now the radio station that mm. started up that's on the internet FUBAR yeah because yeah. that's doing, you? that's your, cause you're yeah. the channel, you? that, cause that's pay only isn't it that's yeah I think you know, there's various ways you could get like a month or a year for free mm. I don't know if any of those still run basically the code is to put any presenter's first name and first initial oh, their surname into the thing and you'll get a free year but that might yeah. be over now um, but yeah the people have to pay so again I don't that's not I'm, I'm just a DJ on that yeah. so I'm just I'm doing a show yeah. and um, but it seems like a great idea I mean I do think it's it's, it's, a, it's a hard decision to make isn't it when there, there's so many free podcasts about yeah. so suddenly go right we're going to do this where you've got to pay to subscribe to it but yeah I think people will hopefully say it's like yeah. Netflix, people are happy to pay for Netflix I yeah, mean, maybe you get a lot it, of stuff yeah. for that but yeah, you know yeah. it's I think if people just get into the idea mm. if you're prepared to pay a small amount yeah. then you can have you know and I think Fubar is you know it's pretty good value three it's three, it's like the cost of a cup of coffee for a month yeah right. uh, and uh, and you get you know but it, it's very early days for it as well. I don't know, you know, I don't know whether it will work for them. But I think if we can get, if you can just get give people the idea that you know, even if you're just going to give ten p, fifty p, whatever mm. for something, you just should be paying if you yeah. want, if you want good stuff to come out. There's free stuff out there, but then if you want, you know, you become the commissioning editors of stuff. Yeah, and 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 that's for me is exciting that I can have the autonomy to do exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, and if as long as people like it, yeah. they you know if they don't like it, they don't pay for it, they don't come and see it, then mm. it dies. And that mm. seems fair. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that seems a really fair way of doing it, rather than someone deciding in an office whether mm. you're going to be a star or not. Yeah. So it's you know if enough people can ju- prepare, and I, you know it's interesting. People kind of are yeah. uh, eventually, and I think 
the nice thing about getting people to subscribe for a month is once you've done it, yeah. you're probably not going to stop it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you can get people into it, you're not yeah. gonna, you're not going to go. Oh, hold on, I'm a pound a month's going out to Richard Herring. I'm yeah, gonna, just, I need that money. You know, if yeah, you do yeah. need that money, then don't subscribe. If you need yeah. that twelve pounds in your year, then listen to the stuff for free. Yeah. But you know, most people. So once you've got people in, you're yeah. unlikely to lose them. Right, so yeah. it's you know, there's a certain amount of money that hopefully will build and build and build. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll just use it when we can. I, all of that money I'll just use to make another new stuff. So it's not about me going, hooray, I've made I had yeah. five hundred pounds this month. Yeah. It's about me saying great we've made 500 pounds that we can yeah put, you know make yeah, a quarter yeah. of a show with or whatever yeah. so it's yeah. um so you know it's in, it's exciting and it's nice yeah. to have the autonomy and it but you know with all my stuff it feels a bit like you know i'm chucking i'm pissing into the dark <laughs> and just seeing what you know shitting into the dark and, <laughs> and it, you know you, you, i'm working really really hard yeah um and i'm i enjoy it though so i mean it's, yeah. it's really i'm having a really good time i love doing the less square theater podcasts they're just such good fun to do mm-hmm. and that seems to be building you know that audience is building mm-hmm. um and and you know the shows aren't losing quality i don't think and it's just really interesting because it varies with whoever whatever yeah. guest you get and, it's, it's, and it's, it's, i love that unedited people say what they want yeah. feeling to yeah. it they're just they're and just sometimes like, yeah, it just you know some of them go wrong and yeah. some of them I'm not yeah. funny or some of them I upset someone a bit or sometimes yeah. I'm just tired and run out of steam you know yeah. and I, th- I like that because that's not it's real you know yeah. it's, it's not like oh let's edit out all the mistakes yeah, and yeah. let's let's just keep because the, the unfunny bits make the funny bits really funny because you go yes. oh so actually you know actually proportionally most of this is funny so it's amazing <laughs> there's only this one bit there yeah. You know, the one I just did with Susan Cowman, which we had in a few weeks, you know, I'd just I'd done one with Harry Shearer where I'd been very polite and respectful right. and listened and was very excited to meet Harry oh, Shearer. Right, yeah. uh, and then I did Susan Cowman, who's, a, you know, I've done a few Edinburgh ones with and we've got quite a good repartee and know we can really push it with each other. Mm, and, yeah. you know, it was just so offensive in so many different <laughs> ridiculous ways. So it's, you know, and some of it died with the audience, some of it worked with the audience. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll, as long as the guest doesn't want me to cut anything out, I won't cut anything I, out. It's funny, I saw you on um, Sunday brunch, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, a while ago, and they were talking to you about what you do and stuff. And I, I was watching you, because I think I could see in your head you were sort of editing what you could say and what you couldn't <laughs> yeah, say yeah. at that point, thinking, right, okay, there are, you know, it, 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 was that quite hard to, to do when you, having done, look, doing a lot of stuff? Where Not you can really. Just say I've, what you I've, want. I've done a lot of, oh, no, done a lot of TV, live anyway, radio so. and TV, so yeah. I know, you know, you can, it's sort of tempting. Yeah. To you know, they were talking about the Olympic rings and one of them not opening, looking like a little puckered ass on. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I just like, thought I won't. Can say, I, yeah, I won't yeah. say anything because yeah. it's the so elephant in the room. It's it? Yeah, it's yeah. not. Um, it's not difficult to not swear. I mean, mm. sometimes you do something comes yeah. out by mistake. And yeah. food bar is amazing because you feel still feel like oh, we're on the radio. We should be. Oh, yeah. No, no, we can say can't. Oh, we can say can't. This yeah. Way. So it's you know, and then having the ability, having the option to say it, you don't use it that much in the end because you yeah. know it's not. Because it's part of the thrill of swearing is that you're not allowed to do it. Mm. Part of the, so I think I've always tread. A, I've known the line to tread. Yeah. Where yeah. you ca- how far you can go and how rude you can be. Even like I was on just a minute the other day and I was talking about my making my wife special porridge in bed. You know no. that's okay because that's that's <laughs> yeah. just a dirty yeah. euphemism. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know I can say you know I spunk up in my wife's face on bed mm. on just a minute. So you know, I think I, I think you know where you where you can and can't go, and, yeah. and yeah, and I've done a certain amount of live TV and radio, so yeah. I kind of 
I'm, I'm tuned into that, but it's very easy to forget that it's you know that yeah. Sunday brunch is so relaxed but and this is it. That's what and I they're so it. and they're also just so they're just chatting, going we're on yeah. TV, guys. You know, I, know. Like, yeah, I think that was what I thought from watching it. Having yeah. seen you do a lot of the podcasts and stuff, from watching a lot of the videos, and then seeing you on that, I just thought it's so funny to, yeah. to watch. And, and they probably feel it all the time. They must think all the time, what can I not say? And what yeah, can yeah. I yeah. say? It well, and they're quite. Them. You know, I wrote a bit metro article about them because I think they are kind of subtly subversive in a way that. Mm. Actually, if you're going to be subversive, that's the show to be subversive on. Yeah. To be, yeah. if you do a late night edgy comedy show, everyone's expecting you to be rude and make terrible yeah. jokes. But if you're doing that, everyone's thinking, oh, this has to be lovely and cuddly. And then yeah. actually you can be deliberately, they were being deliberately boring at one stage. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure. Absolutely sure, because they were laughing about it afterwards. Oh, really? So they were deliberately kind of just seeing how long they could stretch one quite inane <laughs> idea, which is, you know, if Stuart Lee does that in the middle yeah. of the night, that's, yeah. that's an art form. If they do, it's, oh, how boring. Yeah. But they know what they're doing. So it's, you know, there's yeah. something interesting in that. Yeah. So uh, it's fun to do those things yeah. every now and again. I would hate to kind of get into being on that treadmill of yeah. doing that stuff all the time. But it was actually a very enjoyable uh, morning and they were very good and it was um, you know got to eat some nice food you made, you, what did you, you made food salmon you? fish cakes or oh, something nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. so they were quite nice yeah, yeah. and uh, I drank uh, in fact off air I drank a camel milk latte oh, really? which was horrible <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you how was interviewing Harry Shearer because I remember reading your article about when you seen him on the tube yeah yeah so, well that's, you know, that's sort of basically um, yeah. I saw him on the tube yeah, oh, wow. I was amazed to see Harry Shearer on the yeah. tube mm. Uh, a, why was he travelling? It was a really hot day. Why is he travelling on the tube? He's a multi-millionaire. Yeah. And B, why has nobody recognised that's Harry Shearer? You know, yeah. I just thought it was interesting that you know someone could be that famous. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, probably a lot of people don't know who we're talking about. He's in Spinal Tap and he's uh, in Mr. Burns and various other yeah. characters in The Simpsons. So his voice is he's, like yeah. one is recognised by probably everyone in the English-speaking world, where that yeah. is in, in, in its original English. Mm. Uh, Probably everyone, you know, there probably yeah. isn't a single human being, but there must be he, some, but nearly everyone has seen The Simpsons. Yeah, even if they don't recognise his face. As soon as yeah. get, we, we, yeah. we did a, a gig where he was on and we came in while he was rehearsing yeah. and we walked down the stairs and he was singing. Yeah, he was playing we, the piano with his wife, Judith, Judith yeah, yeah, singing a song and we were both like, we're just going to stay here for a moment. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just take this, yeah. so, so this in because it was amazing. It was like almost just for us because there was no yeah. one else in the room apart yeah. from him and we walked in and it was we just... so excited. It was amazing. Yeah, well, I was on the tube, I was too nervous to talk to him. So I see him then and he was standing on his own and it was, you know, and... I thought, you know, I could go up and say hello and I'm a comedian yeah. and, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. And I thought I'd leave him alone, but I was too nervous about meeting him. So it was, you know, mass. I think of everyone I've interviewed, that was the biggest deal for me. Because, really? you know, he's basically in my favourite ever film. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, The Simpsons is certainly in my top five ever com uh, comedy TV shows. Yeah. But, like, probably, you know, in a hundred years' time, that's probably still going to be yeah. on TV, yeah. or yeah, at least yeah. in some level. Yeah. Uh, or on the internet, or whatever. It will be in a hundred years' time. But, you know, it's, it's a, like an a, a, you know, epoch-defining <laughs> television show. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive deal. Uh, but he was very, luckily, he was very nice and, and really giving. And um, I think he appreciated that... You know, being in the kind of being recognised for who he who he was. I guess yeah. a lot of the time he doesn't get that recognition, yeah. Yeah. and I think he's quite a dogged and probably quite a difficult man to work with because he's very, um, you know, precise and yeah. you know wants everything to be correct, which well, is I which is right. Guest is probably the same, yeah, isn't he? because they're very sort of precise. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, they were yeah. talking about Spinal Tap, and they're yeah. saying you know backstage there was some, they were needed a backstage at a theatre, and yeah. they said we want all the graffiti, and then the yeah. the designer put graffiti like on a bridge, you know, like big. You know, right. oh, yeah. Yeah. spray painted stuff and say no no the graffiti in the backstage at theatre isn't like that go to this theatre right. you know and take a photo of it and come back and mm -hmm. make that so you know that's how precise they were so the guy had to go oh I've, uh, <laughs> you know, I've made this yeah. can't we just do this no no and that has to be you know, even that's in the background of one shot that has yeah. to be right. right and he was telling the reason he, wore, he was wearing a Shrewsbury Town top 
uh, in some of the things was because he re- he thought Elton John had just bought an English football team mm. and he thought well Derek Smalls would want to do the same but would, <laughs> wouldn't be able to get a you know a yeah, first division yeah. Premier division so bought would buy it and he saw a Shrewsbury top he thought that's oh, ideal that's so you know just, that's not yeah. even you know that's no, just a backstory yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, the level of detail yeah. they go into and that's what you know so it is and yeah. he was talking about and there was, there was some, a horrible quote from someone the producer of Saturday Night Live not long Michaels but someone else. Um, Saying what you know, that he was an asshole basically. But the the quote itself made the bloke sound bad because you oh, think right. you're you're just right. saying that because you don't like the fact that he's mm. works. You know, he's fastidious. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I sort of told him, I asked him what he thought about that, and he was, um, you know, you could see that he would piss people off, but mm. but but only in the um, pursuit of sort of perfection. Mm. And not everything he's done is amazing, and not everything has worked. But he's got an incredible career. A, he's 70 years old, which I was I know, blown it, it away really there. doesn't... It just absolutely it, doesn't. Yeah. But also no. you don't think... You still think no, he's yeah, sort of in his yeah. 50s somehow, yeah. even though I'm nearly in my 50s now. You still think he yeah. must have... Yeah. But, you know, also just his output, yeah. uh, you know, his appearance. But, you know, he's an Abbott, he was in an Abbott and Costello film, which might not mean anything to you too. No, it does. Probably too, yeah. really. but, uh, but he was in, yeah. like, one of the later... As a boy, he was in one of the yeah. Abbott and Costello. But that just feels like... Can't, yeah. That cannot happen. be <laughs> no. true. Yeah. He was in Leave It... He was in the pilot of Leave It to Beaver, which, again, is this amazing, you know, massive American institution, mm-hmm. but kind of didn't do... You know, chose not to do the series. Mm-hmm. He was worked with Jack, Jackie Mason and Mel Blanc, you know, and mm-hmm. so... It's this amazing long career. He was yeah. in Star. He was he was he voiced some of the voices in Star Wars because when he was a voiceover artist, they called him in just to voice some of the paratroopers. Wow. So you know, it's it's sort of like this you know sixty three year career he's had. Yeah. Already, it's and, always a shame that it's the Simpsons that is the big. I mean, it's not a shame. Yeah. The Simpsons is huge, but yeah, it's a great program. But yeah, but it, it is that thing of yeah. But then, so you know, what's it? I mean, for me, you look at that and go, I would love to be oh, doing yeah. that, that, mu- that stuff that. and still yeah. be able to go on the tube. Yeah. I would yeah, love, you know, so yeah, I'd love true. to be, A, yeah. be paid that much, B, yeah. be in stuff that that's good, and C, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. It's true. sort of like, you know, an amazing. Um, but there was an element, I think, I don't know if it was like this on your podcast, but when he was the gig that we did, and he, they, they, I think everyone wanted him to just do something from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Was, and, and, like, yeah. and he sort of reluctantly did it. Yeah, like, yeah. And there was an element of like, do it, do it, do yeah. something, you know. Yeah. My favorite, is, I sort of thought, oh. yeah. I was my favorite moment in the whole evening because I went to see Spinal Tap at Wembley Arena when yeah. they were on. Obviously, not knowing I was going to play a gig with him. Yeah. And at one point, moving his bass out of the way, this is the bass I saw. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. amazing. Well, he, he asked, he, he saw I was going to introduce myself and said, uh, can I, you know, you can't introduce yourself, I'll introduce you. Oh, really? And I said, <laughs> no, you could do it as one of the Simpsons. He went, no, no. And then I made him do one voice, but I didn't make him do. I made him do scratchy, so I kind of figured okay, that no one would ask him to do. Yeah. You know, someone, <laughs> someone specifically asked someone who gave me some really good details about some sort of good questions for him. <laughs> and said, "Can you make him do scratchy?" Uh, and he had a go at it. So right. I think that's quite a hard one to do yeah. <laughs> without sort of the microphone. But yeah, he was great. Luckily, and he said, "No, he'd love to." Come. I said, "Oh, there's so much I wanted to ask you." He said, "Oh, well, come, I'm happy to come back oh, another really? time." That's great. So you know, he was he was he was really good, really, really you know, and it's yeah. nice to meet someone. And you know, I can I can understand why uh, some people would find him difficult to work with, but you know, for me, that is what makes him fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note, we probably should yeah, stop yes. our own work. Yes. yes. So that was Richard Herring. Certainly was. There it was. Uh, what I quite liked about that was yeah. uh, he was obviously talking about how starstruck he was uh, by seeing Harry Shearer at that time. Yeah. 
and blatantly, both of us are still starstruck by the fact we're talking to Richard Herring. So it's know, quite exactly. nice that he's talking about... It's nice to know that we're all the same, basically. We all have that yeah, same sort of... everyone is starstruck by someone. It, I'll yeah. tell you what I found interesting is is in, when we're interviewing someone who's, you know, the king of podcasts, and mm. you do... I know. You, you think, you know, we're, yeah. we're humbly doing our tiny podcast, and... The man who does, does one every day, yes. basically. Yeah. I, actually, I didn't think about it this time. I thought of it last time, but thanks for putting that back in my head, Glenn. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> so I can say it now because it's, it's happened, but yeah. all the way through his interview, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this yeah. is a guy who's, who's very who's good at this. He's interviewed just about everyone. Yes. And who, who the f- I don't even know who we are. Let yeah, him, exactly. Uh, knowing who we are. So it's just confusing. Mm. Before we introduce our final interview this evening, a little secret for you tonight, Glenn, yeah. that you don't even know happened. Oh, okay. You know, at the end of the first half, when I said that I really need to go to the loo. Yes. Okay. You didn't say it to the audience. I, no, no, I you said I, it to me. Yeah, I'm more professional. <laughs> you didn't walk on stage and say, "I really need to go to the <laughs> yeah. loo." What do I do here? Yeah. Can somebody tell Help me what me. happens? Because normally somebody does it for me. Mm. I sort of outsource my toilet visits. Um, but basically, because obviously what happened was everyone needed to go to the loo in the middle, and I thought I really need to go because I actually thought I might piss myself on yeah. stage before. Uh, I went to the Sun Hotel next door, really? which is the venue next door to here. Yeah, I just thought. Wait a minute. Hang on. What? What? So hang on. So when I mm. so when the interval happened. Yeah. You went to the Sun Hotel. The minute it ended, I purposefully walked Bloody out. Hell. I'd already made my decision. Do not pass go. Look I walked that. straight out. Walked straight in. Do you know what? There was a time. There was a point when I was walking around and I and yeah. I, I was um, gathering together Matt Green to do the interview because he does yeah. come in four parts. Yes, I had to I had to gather him together. Yeah. Uh, but I was sort of saying to him, right, we'll go and do the interview in a second. And the interview yeah. we're about to hear, by the way, um, and. And I, and I was looking, and I, and I there were some guys queuing for the toilet, mm. and I thought, well, David must be uh, upstairs, because yeah. I, oh, I, was, no. I was downstairs. Whole different building, people, And you yeah. were, weren't even in this building. I was in a different building. And I know if you've not been to the Market Theatre or the Sun Hotel, you know. This will you've make got no, no sense. Yeah, but just look it up, Google Maps. Yeah. I think they are just about the same postcode, yeah. but they are different places. And, you know, I thought, do I tell them as I go in that I'm going to use their It's another business. You basically went... To another business. Use their facilities. Use their facilities. Did you, did you just walk into the I did. Sun Hotel? Purposely walked in, went straight for the loop. It was quite busy, so no one noticed. And because I do go in there quite often for breakfast, so I mm. thought, soddy, you know, I could, I could just be using one of my toilet visits that I didn't use when I was there. Exactly. So I went there, you know, I washed my hands, but I mm. used very little electricity, and I went, and it, it, I just felt better for it, well, rather than waiting. So, little secret. That's a, a good this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was just in another. I just went yeah, into genius. another building. Just genius. thought, saw it, and I was not the only one. There was a woman oh, really? that I saw who played and did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> so there we go. Brilliant. We've got a little scam going. So with something her. we need to, to learn is we need more toilets in this in this premises. Yes, definitely. <laughs> not I think enough so. toilets. Yeah, or our own special toilet for the acts as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need not in own. a room, not in a private room. No, just in like to one side of a very big just room. There, yeah. So just like if you're in prison. Yeah, uh, I think it's we should a do that. That we can all share. Yeah, all at once. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's enough about toilets. We've talked far too much about ablutive visits. That's a good word. It means more washing than toilets, but it doesn't matter. Okay, it's I'll late. have to look that word up because I've no idea what that word meant. Until uh, well, me. I don't think even I know what it means. But anyway, it's now about half past two. Let's so we really should get on with this. <laughs> yes. um, the final interview of our podcast this evening is with Matt Green, who um, played our first ever Mostly Comedy at the Market Theatre, yes. uh, which was about a year and a half ago. Obviously, we've been running for about five or six years. He also did, I think, one in Edinburgh mm-hmm. around there. It wasn't a successful one, was it? It wasn't a particular No, one. it was a night when the PA didn't work. And this kind yeah. of thing. It was quite nice because we actually managed to address that with him tonight, and he remembered it and just sort of tried to make it clear that we are not dicks. It was just the event was a bit, no. a bit shit. So I've just used some swearing and some sort of just sort of slang term for a penis there. Yeah. Uh, so this is the interview with uh, Matt Green. Uh, here we go. Listen. Listen right now. If you haven't been listening before, listen from now. 
Here we are with uh, Matt Green. Hello. Hello there. I was going to ask you, um, because did you start as an actor before you went into stand-up? Um, sort of. I mean, I started at university doing stuff, but I wasn't, I didn't train. Um, so, I mean, I was, I, you know, I did acting, I did plays and stuff at school, I did comedy stuff at school um, a bit, and then at university, that's when I kind of got into it. So, not really. So, I think, I mean, I, I, I did act a bit before I did stand-up, but I was always doing comedy stuff. I was always being like a, a writer or sketch person or that kind of thing. So, I don't think, I don't think of myself as an actor turned stand-up. I think of myself as a sort of comedy performer okay. who then decided to do stand-up after a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you actually started doing the stand-up itself, did it feel like a big leap or was it... Yeah, yeah, I think it always does. I mean, I think it, um, I, don't, I don't think, I mean, I, I was, I started doing it, I don't know, 10 years ago-ish. And that was just when the whole sort of comedy course thing was beginning to happen. But yeah. it was still quite a weird yeah. niche thing. So I didn't really consider that. Whereas I think now lots of people do that and it's just kind of completely normal, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I had a couple of friends who'd sort of dabbled in it a bit and I sort of knew that, I knew about comedy and I knew the places to go and where, yeah. you know, was, was good to start a bit. So I kind of, um, I just rang people and asked for a gig, you know, and that's just how it worked, you know. Um, and yeah, it was, it was quite, yeah, it was quite a big thing. And it took me, it took me a while before I decided I definitely wanted to keep doing it. But it just, it was that slightly kind of um, bloody mindedness about me. It just went, well, I'm just going to keep doing this until I kind of get better at it or d decide I'm terrible. And it, right. never, neither of those things, yeah. like I got, I got slightly better <laughs> and I never thought I'm terrible at this. So, you yeah. know, I had bad gigs obviously, but I never sort of thought, oh, I really can't do this. And then I just kept plodding along. And then after a year or so, I then kind of began to think, oh, okay, actually I can sort of do this now and I can right. kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, get a few gigs and you begin to kind of go back to places and people kind of book you without mm. having to be pestered. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, when it begins to become fun. Have you, did you do other jobs, obviously away, away from doing stand-up, but initially were you doing other... You yeah, doing I was temping a lot and temping I did a lot of temping and... Right, yeah. yeah, I always, I, I mean, I, I always, uh, <laughs> at university I, was, I had a kind of slightly stupid, um, masochistic... No, it's not quite the right word, but a, a, a kind of a, a stupid attitude in the sense of whenever career fairs came around or people wanted to talk about this kind of stuff, I was very anti any of that. Because I think, on the one hand, I really love doing this, but on the other hand, I am slightly, I, I can feel myself, I'm quite, I, you know, when I was at school, I was quite academic and quite into doing things and projects and things, and I could imagine myself ending up doing a proper job if I was not careful, as it were. Yeah. Like if I'd kind of, yeah. if I, I could have accidentally become a management consultant or something. Right. Yeah. Like a few of my friends did who were into comedy and stuff, but they kind of went, well, I need to get a proper job for a bit and then I'll... And I could easily imagine myself after five years going, oh, I sort of was... I thought I was going to try and do comedy, but that hasn't really happened. Mm. Um, so I had a fairly clear... I, I fairly clearly realised I had to kind of go... I'm going to try and do this full time yeah. Yeah. right from the beginning. Right. Obviously with temping and stuff as well to yeah. pay the rent, but yeah. temping, the whole point about temping is it's temporary, you know? Yes. And yeah. I had a couple of jobs, temp jobs that I did for like, a, I did one like for a year and a bit. And after a while they began to give me more responsibility and I began to kind of be promoted within the company a bit. Mm. And at that point I kind of went, right, I've got to get out of this, you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm now getting a bit too involved in this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm beginning to think about my job at home, which is the whole point of temping is that you just leave and you, yeah. you forget about it, you know. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, I was lucky because I was doing that sort of at the turn of um, the millennium, sort of 99, 2000, two, through to about 2003, 2004, mm. when it was quite easy to get mm. those kind of jobs. You know, temp jobs in the city particularly yeah. were really easy. Um, There's loads of, it was the boom, you know, the kind of, all that stuff. So 
I think now it's a lot harder. I think, I, yeah. I, you know, from what I understand, it's much harder to kind of get those kind of jobs. And you do have to kind of commit in a way that I wouldn't be yeah, yeah. happy doing, you know. Yeah. And are you, yeah. are you at the point now where you are basically doing it full time? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say pretty much, yes. I mean, I've been full time, full time for, I don't know, about five years now, maybe right. a bit longer. Um, but some of that is acting, you know, some of yeah. that I do acting and mm. I do some writing and yeah. stuff. But it's mostly, you know, it's probably, in terms of my time, it's, way more stand you know it's nine nine times you know 90 percent of the time is stand up you know? yeah i do some acting and some writing and sometimes that pays quite well so yeah that yeah. kind of gives you a bit of a boost yeah but um but yeah it's been it's been good and yeah i'm sort of happy with that do you um with your stuff because obviously the difference with us is we're a double act so mm. we have like each other to write and work together do you ever ever have an outside eye for what you do or people that you trust sometimes or? yeah i've never um yeah i have done that uh with various people over the years i've never found a kind of perfect partner um, I did work with a couple of people um, when I was just sort of leaving uni and, uh, and at uni and stuff. Um, but then one of them went off and became a proper, had a, got a proper job and the other one kind of went off and did something else. And so, and I, I have got a couple of people that I've written things with. Um, but stand, and I have, and with stand up, I've kind of, I've tried to get people involved and tried to kind of get directors and stuff. And I've done that over the, one of my shows I got a director in last year I kind of got someone else to look at it's a sort of director who only came in for a few couple of sessions and stuff right, yeah. um, but it's very difficult I think stand-ups it's such a weird thing it's particularly what I do you know what I do is quite sort of personal it's quite just storytelling it's observational it's my yeah. my sense of humour and I think it's really it's really hard to get the right person and you, yeah. you're trying to get the right kind of the right atmosphere the right interaction is quite tricky because yeah. you don't want to feel like they're kind of telling you what to do but equally you don't want to feel like they're just sort of laughing at everything and yeah. it's it's that it's that kind of alchemy that's yeah. hard to get how right how do you get someone else's opinion on your something that that is your experience Cause yeah and the number of times you know and I, yeah I've definitely swapped ideas with comedians and, and you know in the car on the way back from gigs and stuff and that's often when you come up with something good and mm-hmm. you know if I spot something someone's it's little things like callbacks and tags and things where you think, oh, they just haven't noticed that. And I know that yeah. I'm the same. You know, someone will say, why don't you just link that to that? Yeah, yeah. Think, of course. Yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense. But you haven't thought about it because yeah. those are two separate thoughts and you've never linked them in your yeah. head. Um, but obviously someone watching it can do that. Yeah, yeah. But then even then, you know, you get people at the new material nights. I've had this so often where someone will go, oh, I really, you know, I like that bit, but you should do this and this and this to it. And you think, oh, yeah, that'll kind of work. And then you try it and none of those things work because it's not your voice or something. Yeah, or it's not yeah. quite... Yeah. Not, and then you then you do something that you think works and it works and it's that sort of so yeah I, I, I really like working with other people I like collaborating yeah. I like chucking ideas around and being in a sort of writer's room kind of situation yeah. but those are quite rare yeah. those sort of situations are quite rare so I do yeah I, I've, I've enjoyed being I've done a few you know plays and sketch shows and stuff over the years and I've always enjoyed being involved in those but those are those are sadly yeah I do that less than I'd like to Right. Yeah. but then that's just because I think you know although I do try to have a big, you know, portfolio of different things that I do. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to concentrate on what's mm. sort of making a living. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, stand up right. is what that does that for me at the moment. Yeah. So it's quite hard for me to go. I'm just going to take six weeks off and write a sketch show with someone. You yeah. know, that's just yeah. not going to work. You know. Right, yeah. um, so I have. I think I've missed out on a couple of things because of that sort of situation where you've kind of right. not been able to focus on yeah, a thing. Yeah. Um, but no, you know, I'm I'm always open to chat about stuff. I'm not right. sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not precious about it. I always thought as well, if you're like running an Edinburgh show and you're getting in the director and stuff, just to have the two of you in one room, 
working through an idea is quite sort of strange, quite sort of forced. Because we had a director mm. for some of our stuff. Didn't yeah, we? we did. It's yeah. not so bad because there's the two of us, so we sort of have a bit of an outside eye. But just that sort of pressured thing of essentially talking to one person for an hour when you're doing your show. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's tricky. I mean, you know, and it's whether they... You know, I would spend quite a long time... I, this year, I'd work with someone who was great. You know, someone who worked with someone else who I'm a big fan of and who's right. great. But we ended up just sort of talking around stuff. Mm. Right, But yeah. not kind of getting to the meat of it, you know, right. as far as I was concerned. Or or actually, you know, maybe he had an idea for the show which I didn't really agree with, in a way. And yeah. I didn't know I didn't agree with it yeah. until we talked about it. And then he would sort of be like, why didn't we try that? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess I could. And then I'd go away and think about it and think... Actually, no, that isn't that isn't quite what I want to talk about. Yeah. And maybe that was that could well have been a, a sort of weakness on my part. And maybe I should have been more led by what mm. he said. But when you're you know standing on stage on your own, it's very hard to kind of go. I'm going to do what someone else has told me to do. Yeah, yeah. More than once, like you yeah. can do it once, yeah. but if it doesn't yeah. work, then yeah. it's quite hard to keep pressing it. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, because your instincts just take over, and that's what yeah. stand up. I mean, I found that over the years with stand up that. Um, I was listening to Stu Goldsmith's Comedians Comedians podcast, which mm. is great. I'm sure yeah. you listened to it. Um, I can't remember who it was now talking about, you know, your voice and you can't um, you can't fake your voice. And I think there's some truth to that. You mm. you can't you've got to do what ends up being funny to the audience, you know, yeah. from you. Yeah. 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 And I love there are loads of comics who I love, but if I try and do anything a bit like what they do, it just mm. doesn't work. Yeah. And even my own, you know, I'll think, oh, I'll write this thing and I'll write. A, thing and I think oh, so what's, and I try and I just think and in the end I think it's just not in my voice it just doesn't yeah. fit me yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and that can be frustrating because you think well I want to you know over the years I've, I, I have written topical stuff and, and sort of satirical things and I've got you know I've got opinions and stuff mm -hmm. but when I try and talk about those on stage I've, I found I've got to be very delicate with it it just doesn't right. I can't kind of just go on and rant about stuff it just doesn't fit me yeah, as a performer yeah. I can kind of come at it obliquely and I can kind of yeah. come at it from an angle but I can't just do a political show without really couching it in other things. Right, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas some people can, you know, and that's... Yeah. Um, and I think you're absolutely, you know, I think it's absolutely right that you, um, your voice finds you, you don't find your yeah. voice in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I still don't think that's right. I've found it 100%, but I think right. I'm getting, I feel like I'm always getting closer to what I think. I think works. that I, I found watching other stand-ups is that's the hardest part is once you, is finding that mm. thing that is you mm. and when you can really see when someone has, has got that or is sort of getting that because yeah. it's just completely yeah. it, it's unique then it is unique yeah to, you know, and I, but also it's gig to gig as well yeah you know like yeah. I there are gigs where I think I totally I totally did that the way I wanted to that yeah. was exactly yeah. me and I yeah, was yeah, completely right. right you know I did that right and then the following gig, I'll completely mess it up, and I, yeah. and and I'll you know I'll still do fine, but I'll walk away thinking, it just wasn't me then. I was kind yeah. of trying too hard, or I was yeah. I was a bit, I was pushing it too much, or I was right. not pushing enough, or whatever it is, yeah, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah. and I think yeah, I think yeah, I have over the years seen people who sort of clicked and then found their voice, and it's very powerful. But even then, you sometimes see them, it doesn't work. True, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it's, that's, that, that's probably down to their material and, and or they're trying something new exactly. out. Exactly, yeah. Yes. So you just never know. It's such a yeah. fragile, delicate thing, stand-up. You just mm -hmm. can't... 
you can never kind of go tick. I've done that. You yeah, know, it, it's yeah. always every gig you've got to keep playing. You know, re refinding it. Yeah, you know, it's the thing that Phil Kay says in his book about you know I've been at every one of Phil Kay's gigs. He's yeah, saying, so yeah, I'm yeah. the one that's experienced the highs and the lows. You know, exactly. sort of like a, way, a better way to look at it. I think. Yeah, and okay. it's much harder to be the outside eye if you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Yeah, we probably should. We stop should there. stop. Yeah. Yes, but but thanks for talking. Really no worries. Thank you. Cheers. So that was Matt Green. Thanks to him. Yeah, thanks for coming down to Most Comedy yeah. again. It was good. We didn't tell him in person. We thought we'd thank him yeah. on a recording. I don't think we said goodbye. I think we just left him to just walk yeah. out. We just sort of stared at him as he yeah. left. Yeah. Um, it was lovely to have him. It was really, it was nice actually because um, we had him. I said like David said at like the first mm. Most Comedy we did here. It was lovely to have him back, and um, he went down really well. I thought. Yeah, and he's just a really good stand-up. He's he just, is, yeah. he's a, you can tell. I mean, like he talked about in the interview about the fact that he's, you know, he's professional. It's what he does solely, but you can really see it when you watch him on stage. How, just his sort of stagecraft is really good. So yes. he's worth watching if nothing, if, if for nothing else in the stagecraft, and also the very funny material. Yes. Um, do make sure you listen to other episodes from our podcast. There's nine before this one, uh, featuring such people as Phil Jupitus. Uh-huh. And, Richard Herring previously, Norman Lovett, Sean Hughes, Sean Hughes uh, Phil Jay Kay. Foreman. Uh, we could just say names together. Yeah. Uh, hang on, you, you've, <laughs> got, one, you've got one in your head. Uh, hang on, wait, wait. Let me. Let I'm me cheating. Just... I'm cheating. Oh, you've got it written down. Yeah, well, you? I didn't look though. I just remembered. But are you ready? Just give it a go. You've got one. Uh, I can't think of one we haven't already said. I d- I'll, I'll give you a clue. Sketch group. You got one. Go on. So three, two, one. Joey Weird Page. And... Oh, <laughs> I, know, but I did that purposely. So, so you know, if I, I, like I pan it. them left and right. You can just basically it just means they can get that much more information and quicker. <laughs> I like you know. it. Yeah, just good. say everything together and hope that people just listen left and right. Yeah, they can they cut just, one out, listen to half yeah. of it. Choose like, who you want to hear. Choose who you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, and other people like that. Yeah. Also, uh, do make sure you come down to Hitchin' Mostly Comedy if you can at some point. Next month, we have Kevin Eldon, who's yes. star of just about every sitcom. Very exciting. Hopefully, we'll get a podcast interview with him. Yeah, which will be did exciting. I say podcast in a weird way then? I think I did. Podcast interview with him. I understood it. It was all right. Uh, we also have other people on. We've got Hattie Hayridge the month after that, who's Holly in Red Dwarf. We're just completing the Red Dwarf set, really. We've had Norma Lovett a couple of times, and then we've got her. We've had two, we're gonna, it's the second Holly we've had. I know. What, where do we go after that? There's no more Hollies. Do we just give up? We, we need to start looking at the rest of the cast of... We probably do, if, don't if we? If they do stand up and if they yeah. um, do well, that sort Craig of Craig Charles would come do some DJing. True. Maybe. Um, Danny, uh, Danny John Jules could just recreate scenes from Maid Marian. And Robert Llewellyn would do... Um, perhaps tell you about how to use a video camera. Yes. It's be a really good programme he used to do about how you, how, you, um, how you video things. Or like how that. to make like machines out of scrap metal. Yeah, he does that. Or we could also get the other Crichton that did like about one or two episodes, maybe oh, just yeah. one episode. Yeah. But no one will know who that is, so no. we probably won't sell tickets. Sorry if you are listening. I'm sure you've done lots of very good work. Um, we also run our obviously most comedy in London, so check out the venue. Uh, check out our website for information on that. You can tell I'm getting tired now because it is, it, it is getting. It's late. now. Um, it's only twenty five to three. Only. Yeah. 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 It's so good. It's quite early. It's quite good. Um, we should stop there. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm, uh, keep you. listening to us on iTunes for free and keep spreading the mostly comedy word and we'll hopefully catch you soon. Bye. Bye now. Sleep well, if it's bedtime. <laughs>